Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 55 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. We are here to take things to the next level, to help you become the best version of yourself, to support you in using thought work and emotional management and a growth mindset to create the life that you want and to help you feel how you want to feel in both mind and body. But first, a note from our sponsors. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Imagine if I had a sponsor, that'd be cute. Um, No, seriously, I just wanted to say that last week, Frank and I started doing Mindful Chef three nights a week. And we're really enjoying it. And the reason I want to share it is because for years I was like, I'm a really good cook. I don't need something like that. Like, no, thank you. I really enjoy cooking. But over Christmas, I was just like fatigued by coming up with sort of not necessarily new ideas, but like I'm and I'm all about constraint and um, and kind of like not getting so much entertainment from food. But I was just like, I would love to just have some ideas and some new foods to eat. And my brother-in-law said a really good point about it, which is like, it just gives you recipe inspiration. You know, when you're a good cook, it gives you recipe inspiration for the rest of the year, which is totally true. And um, I'm just enjoying, like, knowing I'm going to eat something delicious, knowing I'm going to eat something a little bit different, something that's healthy and serves me and my goals and is, like, a, totally aligned with my protocol. And... Yeah, I just think it's like super easy and it and you know there's loads of discounts at the moment. And I would say for those of you that aren't um aren't really into cooking, they're great. And for those of you that are really into cooking and kind of like get a lot of pleasure from that like I do, just considering whether those labels are always helping you and like whether they're stopping you from doing something that might actually bring joy and ease um, to your life. So there we go. That was the note from our sponsors. I I have no um, referral discount to share, but there you go. Let's dive into today's topic, which is ultra processed foods and talking about what you believe about them. A few of my friends and clients have mentioned about how everyone is talking about ultra-processed foods. And for brevity, I'm going to call them UPFs for the rest of the episode. And I thought about how I could contribute like helpfully and positively to this conversation rather than just adding more noise and like my annoying point of view, which is not like a universal point of view, which I think everyone should have. we're all unique and we get to decide what we think about them. And this is basically what this whole episode is about and the reason why you would approach them in this way. So instead of reeling off things that I read in Ultra Processed People, which I read last year, I want to come at it from a different angle. You don't need more facts. Like that book has them all and articles in the Sunday Times magazine have them all. It's not my area of expertise. So to be like taking them on as my own, So what I want to say about UPFs and how I would offer you might consider thinking about them and approaching them is to bring in this piece about your mindset and to look at what your mindset is about them. This is something that is my area of expertise. So let's like remember the thought model. We have our circumstance at the top. So it's a five line thing. Circumstance, then comes your thought, then comes your feeling, then comes your actions 
then comes your result. Circumstance is at the top, which would be the neutral facts. In this case, UPFs. And I define these foods as foods you cannot make in your own kitchen. Ingredients you don't have. Ingredients you don't know where you would buy those things. Um, Processes you could never recreate. So I don't consider homemade bread a UPF. um, And I don't consider hummus a UPF like that you can buy in a shop, but I consider Ralph's favorite Warburton's loaf, which has a load of weird stuff in it that I can't pronounce, a UPF. And I generally think this is quite a good definition of it um, because it kind of stops us from overthinking it. So you put the UPF in the circumstance line, and then after that, you have a thought about it or you have a belief about it, if you have had that thought many times over, and so much so that it's become this ingrained habitual thought that that means it's like a belief within you, something sort of almost part of you, it's inherent. That thought will make you feel a certain emotion, which will drive you to take action. Our emotions drive us to take action, never forget that. And those actions, whether it's just one or a set of them, create the results that we have, create our experience, our outcomes. If there's a UPF and you love it, you love the taste of it, I want you to acknowledge that. There's no shame. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not disgusting. It's not shameful to like these things. And we really need to release our judgment of foods in this way. And then consciously decide what to believe about them that makes us feel empowered that makes us feel whatever we need to feel that will drive the actions we want to create the outcomes we desire. So if you want to lose weight, if you want to improve your mood, if you want to improve the clarity of your thinking and your focus, if you want to reduce your cravings and recalibrate your hunger, if you want to treat your body more consistently with whole foods, then you need to believe something about UPS which doesn't demonize them. Because when we demonize them and kind of like bastardize them, we're going into fear. We're going into scarcity. Hear me on that. And we push down our desire and we ignore it and we shame ourselves. We truly do. It might not sound like shame on you for wanting that. But if you are saying like, I shouldn't have that, that's so bad. You are judging your desire, which is not helpful and it's not kind. Ultimately, when we do that, it means we tend to always overeat them and overeat any food that you're thinking you shouldn't have and it's bad. And the long and short of it is that overeating UPFs in particular is incredibly easy to do. They're designed to make us do that. They're like targeted and mapped out to achieve that. That's their goal. Okay, that's the result that they want. (laughs) And when you couple that fact, which it is a fact, with unintentional thinking that demonizes them or labels them in this kind of like very dramatic, judgy way, I might offer, I'd say you're going to eat even more than you'll anticipate. So instead of being able to be like, I'll just have five, it never, it just, it just doesn't pan out that way. And that's when you look at someone who's naturally very slim and they're eating that food and you're like, how are they doing that? And it's not because they're not, um, they don't have the biology to experience like what the UPF will do to their like 
body chemistry and biology is that they're not attaching all this other meaning and demonization and bastardization of it, which then means that they won't overeat it in the same way that you might find you're overeating them. Because you feel so uncomfortable with your desire and with the negative emotions, and you feel this fear and this shame, and you create more evidence that these foods are bad and you can't have them. And then the cycle just continues. It's that's when you can start to feel powerless and you feel small and like this, this, this like food or whatever it is in particular, that's an ultra processed food that you like, you feel like it's like bigger than you and you feel like it's staring at you from the pantry or in the shop aisle, wherever it is. And what I want to offer is that, of course, it puts you in this powerless position. It means you're giving your power to the food. And that's one of these things where I'm just like, that really doesn't resonate with me. I do not want to do that. And you get to decide if that's something that you want to do. I'm not saying thought work will always win over a UPF. Like they are designed to be so Moorish and our bodies don't register in the same way they register like Whole Foods and our bodies don't react to them in the same way either, which means We'll always want more to like keep up the buzz that they've given us or to bring us back up after the crash that they've given us. It's like, think about it. They're giving that to us. But there is an opportunity to think about what you can give yourself and to think about UPS differently, which will mean you don't feel powerless. You're acting from your power and you can always choose to act from your power by how you choose to think about something. When you're feeling a bit more neutral about them, you're not giving them all this importance. Like it's like you're 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 making them smaller, which is appropriate. So I want you to consider thinking about them in a different way and see how it makes you feel. When I think about these foods and the ones that I love, like I love a pastry. I love a pastry, like a croissant, an almond croissant, a pan of chocolate, a cinnamon bun, like delish. And a pastry from a shop that comes in plastic is going to be a very different pastry made up of very different things to a pastry from like your local artisanal bakery. Like they're just different. So there's two things to consider. One, if you want these foods, always try or challenge yourself to get the best version of it, like the best quality version of it that you can get. Go to the bakery that uses only five ingredients rather than five ingredients plus like e-numbers. Like get the um, like delicious sourdough rather than the Warburton's. Get the higher quality chocolate rather than the mini eggs. I bloody love a mini egg, but I'm very clear on how I want to feel in myself and eating them doesn't really align with my goals and how I want to be taking care of myself on a day-to-day general basis. And with that being said, the second thing is to think about them differently. So a mini egg, I love mini eggs. And I can't, and if I'm thinking I can't eat them or I mustn't eat them if I want to be thin. Like, let's imagine that that's what I'm thinking. Let's be honest about the sentences that are running through a dieter's mind who has weight they want to lose or habits they want to change. I love mini eggs. I can't eat them. I mustn't eat them. I shouldn't eat them if I want to be thin. That thought gives me equal parts shame as well as desire. 
Okay, because it's like, how have we always managed these negative emotions previously, like often with food? So that's going to be a natural reaction to have like desire, just very, very close to that shame of like, I'm not thin enough. I'm not good enough now. Can't have that. If I was, then I would be able to have it. And what that means when you're feeling those emotions is you're going to eventually eat them and you'll most probably overeat them because they're UPF, but also because you're feeling this negative emotion, you're layering on this judgment and you're going to have it basically when your willpower come, like runs out because you're just trying to white knuckle it to override like your desire for them. You're just ignoring how you how you feel. So what if I chose to think something like, They're just a highly processed food made of refined sugar and random oils and ingredients and e-numbers, and I'm choosing not to have them because they don't serve me. And if you cut that down for like when you're in the supermarket, it's something like, I like those and I'm choosing not to have them because they don't serve me. I like thoughts like this that bring you back to the result you want. So often, We're forgetting that all of our thoughts are going to create a result in us, an outcome, our experience. And so really thinking about what can we think deliberately that reminds us of what experience we want, what results we want. Otherwise, it's just like we're always on the back foot and the experiences and the outcomes happen to us rather than what we've created and what we've designed for ourselves. They remind you, these sort of thoughts remind you of what it is you want, why you're taking the action that you are, and why you're doing thought work like at all. Our thoughts create our feelings, drive our actions, create our results. If you want specific results, you have to think specific thoughts. So I think making a food like this, a UPF, more neutral, like describing them as if you were describing them to an alien is a helpful thing. They're not so bad for you. Like you wouldn't say to them, they're so bad for you because it creates a lot of judgment and it's just not that helpful. And you're not really thinking neutrally or factually about it. Whereas if you think something like these are just egg-shaped chocolate made of sugar, um, refined sugar, and things you can only find in a factory, and they're in a purple and yellow packet, and they don't serve me and what I want, they don't create how I want to feel in my body. I'll feel, I feel cool. Like I do feel completely different rather than thinking, oh my God, I bloody love those, but I mustn't have them if I want to be thin. It's so much less judgy and it's so much more empowered. It's reminding you of what you want. What is the result that you want to create in your life? That's what coaching is all about, working towards your future, towards the outcomes you want and meaningfully, mindfully creating that for yourself with intentional, deliberate thinking, with um, emotional management. You don't have to do anything you don't want or eat food that doesn't serve you. And it's like remembering that and being like, well, if that's the case, how can I feel empowered around this food rather than powerless to it? Or like um, trying to be like, not look at it, like restrict yourself from it. So yes, you might want it. That's okay. Like, why are we judging ourselves for wanting these foods that are designed to be highly palatable. But you you can also bring in this piece of like, you can always plan for it. And that's why I would say plan for the best version of that product. Like I would say, 
for example, a better version of a mini egg is like a Montezuma um, darkish chocolate button or even a milk chocolate button from Montezuma is going to be better for you than a mini egg and lead to less overeating. So think about bringing in that piece of it, but always planning for it and thinking about what your general outlook is, re-UPS and decide what you want to think about them. If our thoughts and our beliefs about circumstances like UPS create how we feel and drive our actions, how would you need to be thinking about them, which will drive the action that you want? This is literally where I want you to get a pen and paper and start exploring what it is for you, what your truth is, what you believe, you know, what you believe. And you'll know when you believe it because you tap into your body and you're like, oh, that feels better. That feels like I don't feel, you know, all caught up, all all tied up inside. If you don't want to be overeating them or eating them at all, because some of you will be like, no, this is not how I want to be eating them. Or I don't want, I don't, this is not how I want to be eating them or that I don't want to be eating them at all. It's not about believing that they're bad and you mustn't have them. Because even if you think that's kind of like a believable true thought, is it helpful? Does it serve you when you think that? Because I think that when you're thinking in that way, it's kind of like a jack in a box. The craving that your suppressed desire will create in you will just really start growing and gaining momentum until it comes up and suddenly you're a packet down or, you know, like a a family pack down. And the discomfort will at some point just become unsustainable. And then the next day you have the shame and you're like, look, I can't have it. Look at what I just did. These are so bad for me. And you just carry on that, that thinking cycle. Whereas really, like what would happen if you thought about them differently, which meant that you felt empowered or neutral or maybe even like slightly disinterested. You have less desire. You're more contented where you feel clear on what your goals are, clear on why you would choose not to have them perhaps. You stop labeling them as good or bad. It's just food. It's just neutral food. And you get to think something about them, which will help you follow your plan. Remember that all of this is tying into the plans that we're making ahead of time for ourselves every day, for how we're going to eat and drink with our best interests leading the show. Like they're the ones in charge. Okay, we don't want our habitual primal brain to be getting in our way, creating all of this noise, to be responding to it and giving in because it's like, yes, it's going to offer you urges. That's okay. Like urges, we're hardwired to have urges. It's so, you know, it's so that we would get out of the cave. But, you know, we're not in our caves anymore. So we have to manage them differently. We have to use intentional thinking that will make those urges feel different, we'll make them feel less intense, we'll dissipate them and won't judge them. When we add on the judgment and the shame and the fear and the scarcity around any food, it does not serve us. So that's what I'm encouraging you to really think about. You've got to be planning for pleasure as well. Do not think, do not forget about this. You've got to be consciously incorporating foods that are essentially made up of like sugar and flour and fat or alcohol, like whatever it is. You've got to teach your brain new things about those sorts of foods and UPFs and how nice it is to plan for the best version of what you like 
say, the gorgeous croissant from the Artisanal Bakery. I think I'm going to have one next weekend and I'm so looking forward to it. What a treat. How delicious. And you really enjoy it and savor it. And I promise they're made differently. You will have less desire or or sort of need within you to overeat it. But you enjoy the taste so much more when you're eating it from your power. And you're like, I planned this in. Good for me. Delicious. Over it. Like consumed it. Let's move on. And that's the goal. Just like not to overeat it. And I think it's really powerful to think about things in this way. We don't need to give any food, whether it's a UPF or the healthiest thing around, so much kind of like authority and power and importance. This is when people become obsessed with like health foods. And it's like actually kind of finding this place where you're like surfing around in this like more relaxed, easygoing, neutral place, really happy with how you are deliberately deciding to think about things so that you are acting from your power. That is the place to be. What are the results you want? How do you want to feel in yourself? How do you want to eat? Like, what is the type of eater you want to be and why? Like, are you doing it because you are taking on all this external judgment and societal pressure? Well, no, that's not the place to be. Come into yourself, come into your body, understand what your values are and how this description of how you want to be, how you want to eat aligns with those values. And therefore, like, what do you need to believe about UPFs, about any food that puts you in the driving seat of your own life and experience? So I'm not here to tell you that they're right or wrong. I definitely would make the suggestion of trying to find like the best quality version of it because that just makes your life easier. And I think that's an empowered thought. Like I'm choosing this because it makes my life easier. And why wouldn't I want to, you know, do that for myself? I'm choosing this because this serves my body better. Great. But you're not like, you're not not having it at all got to still have that pleasure and you've got to plan for it and teach your brain that you can have urges for things outside of that and you're not always rewarding them or you're not always just pushing them away. You've got urges. Don't judge them. It's cool. No problem. Expect them and breathe into them. And that's where you need the plan to support you. We might read a book like Ultra Processed People and you might be saying like, Sal, here are the facts. These are bad. And what I'm saying is like, cool, I get it. I'm not disregarding the like biology, chemistry, facts of it. But do not forget, like at the end of the day, we get to decide always how we want to think about things in order to create the results we want. And if you are labeling things in this way, if you are labeling ultra processed foods with all of this negative like bad judgmental thing that then means that you judge and shame your own urges and think and sort of judge yourself in that whole process. It will, it's like, you've got to consider whether that means that you essentially overeat them. Like, does it help you consume them in a way that you want? Does it make you feel empowered about food always? Because that's what's available to you. Like, Sometimes obsessing about the facts and getting so much information, it's like without, you've got to think about how you're consciously decide the meaning that you're consciously attaching to those facts. Because this is where you'll sort of find a way of doing things that 
is right for you. Okay. We can't just, or this is where you're tapping into your inner authority rather than just like blindly taking everything on and not being aware of the conscious thinking that you've got around it, the meaning that you're attaching to it. That is where the opportunity is. So I really hope this has provided some food for thought. It has for me, like it's always such a good reminder to um, to remind ourselves, such a good thing to remind ourselves that our thoughts create our feelings, drive our actions, create our results. And something like a UPF is in the circumstance line. Um, and as long as you've got a clear definition of that, you get to decide what you think about it. That will drive the action you want to be taking. Okay, where you feel empowered. We don't need to feel powerless around foods. And the more that you do that, the more that will become ingrained, the less desire you'll have for those foods because you're giving yourself the opportunity to feel better, most probably, most likely, and to stop the diet cycle, stop the, the sort of like the, the restrict and then the inevitable binge. And when I say binge, it's like for some people that could be just like, eating a packet and for other people that could be eating 10 packets, whatever it is, it's like to stop that sort of restriction and then overfeed cycle. Next week, I'm going to talk about the 80-20 approach and how to actually follow through with it because I think it's an important one that's coming up a lot and it's easier said than done. And it actually really annoys me when people just say, just do 80-20, hello. And I like, I remember when I would just be like, but if I could do 80-20, I wouldn't be here asking for your advice in the first place because I can't follow through with that. Like I always, I was overeating. I was I was sort of restricting diet, 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 and then overeating on the other side because I was just not managing my mind around it. And so I am going to talk about how to follow through with it because it's basically what I teach, like an 80-20 approach, but I'm going to give you a clear strategy for it, a protocol for it, and remind you about how to um, really create the life and experience that you want with food, with um, alcohol, and just with potentially your weight as a side effect and with your mind and body. So thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week, my friends. Visit Sally Webster Coaching if you want to see about my 90-day signature program, as well as my six-session life coaching package. And as always, I'm going to remind yourself, remind you to be so kind to yourselves and so curious. Like, imagine you're a detective this week about the way that you think and the way that your brain works as you perhaps try to incorporate some of the things that I've mentioned today. Don't judge it be fascinated, be in love with it, and just always know that you have the power to change really even deep-rooted, ingrained beliefs that you have in order to create the outcomes you want. And this is what we do in coaching. So there you go. I help you get where you want to go. So if you want to take a look, please do. Otherwise, have a beautiful week and I will see you next week. Bye.